0: Let's get right into today's episode. Hey, and welcome back. This week, we're going to get into a number of key items, including, of course, the inflation rate that just dropped to a 20-month low. From there, we're going to dissect a little bit more about the federal budget because they have essentially mandated further protections for homeowners. This is quite interesting and definitely want to read into this one a bit. We're going to look at the overall national home prices because they did something they haven't done in a year and wrap it up with uh, a little bit of a more micro look here into what GBRD is doing in the month of April. And will we see prices tick up for a third month in a row, officially making it a trend? So thanks as always for tuning in. And while the market is moving quickly and shifting dramatically you may be wondering what that means for you is it the right time to buy should i be selling is tight inventory a good thing or bad thing for me either way just reach out to us at any of the means below we'd love to uh, have a chat with you and and see how we can help so right off the top we are going to get into inflation and ryan why don't you take it away
1: yeah uh, i've got some good news for inflation um down to 4.3%, uh, in March, uh, as per the latest consumer price index uh, report released on Tuesday, uh, that is down from 5.2% the month before. So, um, you know, definitely trending in the right direction. Uh, in fact, I was quite surprised to see it drop as big as it did considering we had such a significant drop, um, from the last print. So, uh, with that being said, um, we did see higher mortgage interest costs that were offset by lower energy prices. Um, And um, I think this really helps um, make the case that inflation is still on its trajectory for uh, a 3% sort of target uh, by the middle of the year here, uh, barring any kind of unforeseen circumstances. Um, You know, Looking here, the core inflation too—that was that's the one that the central bank typically looks at, which takes the volatile, uh, sorry, the uh, parts of the basket that are volatile out of it—and that trended downward in March as well. Um, With that said, some of the uh, important notes that we saw from the print were that while three percent seems to be coming up fairly quickly. Uh, the battle from three percent down to two percent is likely going to take a while in fact, the Bank of canada doesn't seem to think it's going to get to its two percent sorry two percent inflation target until the end of twenty twenty four so we'll see uh, I find that quite staggering, considering you know uh we went from eight point one percent down to where we are even now at four point three percent in what just over a year so fairly significant um, uh steam coming out of the inflation print, uh, with prices rising, still rising, but rising by less and less. I think where it's going to get a little bit more difficult here, uh, the sticky part of the inflation, which is in the actual goods and services costs, uh, that part seems to be the most difficult part to deal with. I mean, we are still paying an atrocious amount of money for our uh, groceries and things like that. So, um, you know, depending on what, um, Economists you follow, uh, Doug Porter with BMO, for example, believes that while the vast majority of uh, inflation seems to be coming down, uh, prices yet um, haven't moved. And it's more like prices are here to stay for some time until we get to that 3%, 2% target where we start to see prices come off. Um, One of the biggest um, pieces of cost in the last print were actually mortgage interest rates cost. Uh, That actually uh, was up 26.4% from this time uh, last year. Now, um, we are seeing some significant changes from this time last year, this time last year, mortgage interest rate costs were on the way up. So um, it's not really a big surprise there. Um, With that said, energy prices are down Uh, services. uh, They're on their way down and shelter is down, Um, down to 5.4% now. So it was 7.6% by comparison in 2022. So we're starting to really see uh, at least some relief. Uh, It's trending the right way. And I think, um, barring any unforeseen circumstances, we will hit that 3% target by the middle of the year. Again, Dan, whether we get to 2% uh, and when that happens is, uh, I think, a different conversation.
0: Very true. And obviously, we're seeing Canada emulate the states where they just dropped down a full percent in their last inflation print. So to see Canada do 09 <clears throat> essentially within the same month, they're both trending in a downward manner even more aggressively than they were over the last few months here so yeah it's shockingly or not so shockingly three percent by summer does seem completely plausible at this point
1: point. and i think but, dan just be- just before you go on to your next point it does kind of build a case that canada could end up in a bit of a softer landing than maybe we had anticipated but again uh maybe another conversation
0: yeah and again it's it's, it's a touchy subject because softer landing for who yeah, right. If you, if you if you bought a, a detached home in the Fraser Valley at the peak, it doesn't feel very soft right now. No, completely. You're agrees, down 400k. Yeah.
1: Or what completely what have you. Yeah,
0: <clears throat> but yeah, seeing that mortgage interest cost being at such a high rate, obviously not uh, surprising. But a lot of people are very stressed or maxed out with their variable rate mortgages. If they had bought, let's say, at the peak pricing at the bottom rates, and now they're seeing something very differently. Well, as we know, the banks have been helping these people out in the manner that they're keeping them in their homes by letting them extend amortizations, keeping their payments relatively the same. Whatever they're doing, they would much rather have people in their homes paying their mortgages than, of course, putting that house on the market, foreclosing on someone, etc. And it also reminds me, of course, of when they did the mortgage deferral option. When COVID first hit, the banks were very quick to enact that and allow people to feel comfort in their home if they had just lost their job or just had so much uncertainty that they felt a little bit more certain knowing, okay, I don't have to worry about my mortgage for six months. Things are going to be okay. And they could focus on other means of of income or whatever they had to do to move forward here. And this leads me to something that has come up in the federal budget here. And they've basically, they're aiming to codify or codify assistance for distressed mortgage borrowers. Um, These are new guidelines that are proposed by the financial consumer agency of Canada. And forgive me, but I'm just going to read this one part verbatim here where they state elevated interest rates have made it harder for some Canadians to make their mortgage payments, particularly for those with variable rate mortgages. Canadians have the right to work with their mortgage lender to explore mortgage relief options that will help them stay in their homes. So specifically here, the government is taking steps to protect Canadian homeowners and pres- <clears throat> excuse me, and ensure that banks are providing Canadians with fair and equitable access to relief measures, which include things like extending the amortizations, adjusting payment schedules. So that to me sounds like some deferrals are potentially an option uh, or authorizing lump sum payments. Now, To be honest here, this isn't really anything new. This is already happening by the lenders. But the fact that this is essentially signaling that the regulators and policymakers are going to, in essence, push it through is almost a mandate here and do everything they can to soften the blow and and to keep Canadians in their houses. And, And this is something we've been talking about for some time. Canada protects homeowners. Canada protects their banks. And in the States, of course, they protect their banks and, and quite often their uh, the um, stock market, essentially. So this just further shows that while I don't think our Canadian government here does a very good job at helping people <clears throat> get into homes, once you're in your home, the government is protecting the crap out of you. That's my personal opinion. We're kind of seeing it, again, being mandated here because the opposite of people being protected to stay in their homes, to find ways to... Uh, for lack of a better term sometimes kick that can further down the road love it or hate it the government's protecting housing and here's yet another sign of just that
1: i think it also in in many ways i mean i think seeing the contagion of the banks what what took place down in the states i think this is a bit of a a, a way of Maybe the government protecting banks just as much too. I mean, at the end of the day, giving them the leeway uh, and the flexibility to work with their their customers in a way that needs that they need to uh just so much so that you know uh, we don't see bank runs and things like we saw in the states happening up here right? Yeah,
0: exactly. So I think if you're listening or you're watching this and you are having problems or or lots of stress, you're paying that mortgage, go and talk to your bank. Okay. There are options for you. So have that discussion and there should be some relief there and they're going to help you stay in your home and find a way to make it affordable as much as they can. So please do.
1: Yeah. And, um, uh, very interesting note, just to sh- shift gears a little bit here, um, looking across Canada, because home prices in Canada, actually, for the first time in, maybe I think it was over a year, um, home prices actually have ticked higher. I mean, it was a very modest 0.2% month over month increase in the national home prices, but it's the first time that that's happened in some time. Uh, again, I think this is just uh, you know reading anecdotal stories, Dan, of both sellers in 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 Toronto and sellers in in Vancouver who had maybe bought pre-sales in the past. Uh, they were considering walking away from uh, their their properties and, and maybe were fire selling them. Instead, they're choosing to complete on them um, and. and with the understanding that, historically speaking, these home price dips have been in the months, not in the years of duration. So people are stomaching, if you will, a year loss or maybe two years of loss losses to recover, you know, maybe in the fourth and the fifth year and get out unscathed. So it's, uh, it's interesting. Um, uh decision making going on here uh, I think again, like you just said canadian the Canadian government really does try and protect homeowners and and uh you know history has shown us that, and so I think investors are now starting to see well maybe i 'll close on this even if it does cost me a little bit more money right now, and in the next two or three years i 'll refinance uh, and and then potentially sell the home so if it's possible we 'll see some more inventory but in two to three years. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And let's keep in mind too, this this metric is essentially the HPI, which is realistically, it's a lagging indicator and it typically lags about three months. So I think it's it's pretty safe to say that home prices nationally were truly increasing starting back in about January, Mm. but it's just now showing up in the HPI. And of course we saw that and, and, and share that information locally here about the GVRD market back in April or sorry, back in January, February as well. So then Let's see where we are. So what's happening here in GBRD, and what can you expect to hear when the dust settles here for the April numbers? Well, we currently right now, this is Friday at 4, 4.20 PM. We are just over 9,000 listings right now. And it's the first time we've seen more than 9,000 active listings in four months. Mm-hmm. We don't know if that's where it's going to wash out. It jumped up to about 9,150 for an hour or two there, but it's now about 9,050 Because the appetite is pretty ferocious right now. And we are seeing, of course, sales ticking up. Uh, About 2,700 units will sell by the end of this month. Last month it was 3,200. So we're 18% off of last year's April. Uh, But last year, of course, was starting to be that downward market. And here we are in an upward market. So different feeling on the ground, of course. But we are seeing inventory trying to tick up. So we're going to see quite a few new listings this month, but the active inventory just cresting 9,000 for the first time in four months. Let's hope it stays there and continues to rise and maybe alleviate some of the pressures that are out there right now. When it comes to prices, well, first let's look at the average price. It's up, but only marginally. It's only up about 2,000 right now. Again, we still have uh, almost 10 days left in the month. So we'll see where it washes out. But right now, up about 2,000 with the median up. 6000 uh, 956000 is the median and, and average. I don't think I even mentioned the price, but 1270000 What does this mean? Ultimately, and knowing that we've seen f- uh, four months in uptick in both median and, and average, HPI will go up again in April, making it three months in a row officially, uh, in a sense. If you look at three months being a trend, we are officially in an upward trend. I think the rate of the upward trend is slowing, but up is up, and that is basically what you can expect to hear by the time the April numbers come out in about uh, ten twelve days here
1: yeah dan would you would you say just anecdotally how many mm, how many offers have we made this month where we have been competing for property eighty percent of them I'd say yeah, I'd say you're about right. Yeah, Yeah, it's, it's,
0: you look at the listings out there now, and it feels like at least the ones I've seen this week, about 50%, one of every two have the seller holding off on offer date, meaning they expect it to receive more than one offer and they realistically expect it to go uh, at or over uh, the list price.
1: Yeah, I was at a open house uh, on the weekend and, uh, I mean, the, the home to some degree was, was definitely underlisted in terms of its value, but uh, they must have had uh, 40 people there at 2 o'clock on the Saturday waiting to get in, right? And this is single-family detached in East Vancouver uh, without any lane access, not a great home. By any stretch, right? So, we're definitely seeing it on the ground. Uh, but like you said, Dan, you know, I think um, there has been a few recent sort of instances where we were expecting to see some property get a ton of attention, and then um, and then it didn't too. So, some some areas of the market are are still spotty. I think it comes down to how you're pricing your property uh, and the strategy by which you choose. I think is very important right now forever an interesting market.
0: And if it's something that you're considering buying or selling in, of course, reach out to your professional and make sure you get some advice because things move quick here and you have to be on the pulse to maximize that sale or that purchase. So thanks as always for tuning in and we will be here again next week.
1: That wraps up this edition of the Vancouver Life Podcast.